Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you guys about Best Buddies Book Club. Now, my favorite day of the work week is Thursday, and I've had people say, why Thursday? I've never heard that said before. Well, it's because that's the day we have Best Buddies Book Club at my school. If you guys are just joining the podcast for the first time, just to give you a quick background of who's... this woman rambling on about the world of authoring. (laughs) I also uh, work in a public school setting. I've been a teacher for over 20 years and my degrees are in special education and religion. So with my certifications in special ed, that lets you know that I've taught special ed for many, many years. Then I transitioned over into regular ed English. So I taught 10th grade English now i'm teaching ninth grade english and i'm a literacy coach and i help teachers with their lessons and um, with all of their literacy needs at our school so i have literacy needs at my school because i'm a 50 50 employee it means that half the day i'm responsible for my students and then the other half of the day i'm responsible for the whole staff So when it comes time for my class, I want to ensure that I'm giving them every possible opportunity to grow and advance in their literacy skills. But the students that I work with are very unique. I actually pick my students from a a list, um, not by recommendation, but just by by um, by me reviewing all of their eighth grade information and seventh grade information. So I have all their historical data. And I go through and I find students um, to place into my class that meet certain criteria. So as you can imagine, those students that I have can oftentimes come with many negative experiences with language arts or um, they're coming in with possible um, years of um, struggling with the concepts of reading or comprehension or written expression. Um, their grades do not reflect um, their intelligence. These, these children are amazing young men and women who just somehow hit bumps in the road in their middle school experiences for whatever shape or reason. And now it's my job 
to provide them a safe learning environment where they can begin to build up their confidence and take risks. So their first semester is always with me working with a class called Academic Literacy. And this is that risk-taking class. So a few years back, um, I received permission to take my students to the first graders uh, down the street, like, I don't know, a mile or two down the road. Well, that required us having a bus. I, you'll see me driving that little bus, y'all. Oh my gosh, you talking about scared. Um, I was like, this ain't for me. I couldn't do that. Uh, the bus broke down. I wasn't able to get it the next week. And then the bus was in the shop. I couldn't get anyone else to drive the big activity buses for me that you needed a CDL. So I was like, okay, then that program's gone. We did like four trips. It was amazing. And my students worked with them on their reading, um, spelling lists, practice with the game. They made games. It was such a great learning experience and my kids loved it. Well, I never picked it back up again. And I was standing in front of my students on the first day of school and I was showing them, you know, we have seven field trips planned for the year. These are the things that we're going to be doing in this class. And I said, how many of you would like to partner up with a, uh, a class with students with special needs? And they raised their hands. There were a couple that, that were like, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I'm not into, you know, doing anything. Um, that whole, you know, not sure yet kind of first day, but there were others that said, oh, that would be cool. So I went to the teacher and I'm like, I don't know why this all came out, but it just did while I was standing there. I'm like, call it Holy Spirit, call it what you want. I said, but I'm telling you, it all came out. And I'm like, do you agree to this? She was like, oh my gosh, I've been praying for something like this because it would be wonderful if we could partner because they have reading logs they have journals for their reading books, and I'm like, oh my goodness, and we do reading every day for 15 minutes too, and um, I could fit it in to where they would just miss one of their 15-minute SSR times, and then another 15 minutes doing the activity um, with the class, so it's only like they're only missing a 15-minute instructional piece out of my class a week, and so I that's... Um, that would be me with the direct instruction or an activity that we would be doing. And so I'm like, okay, I, I would love it. We don't have to worry about transportation because we've had issues with transportation, but it also took the whole entire class period when we had transportation. And oftentimes I would be worried that I wouldn't get them back in time to school because of traffic, you know, all those like kind of things that you worry about when you're out and about on a field trip. So this one works out perfectly because it was in-house. So we made a list of all the activities that we could do for the whole year, um, the themes. So that way our school librarians would be able to request books for us that would be um, children's picture books related to these themes. So as you can guess, it's October. So we've participated in fall fair um, and we, because the state fair comes to town, and we made sure that we did our own school festival. Um, yesterday, we decorated pumpkins based on book characters. It was the coolest, coolest thing. Um, you should see the pictures. Oh, my goodness. 
So now we've got to top that. Um, we've played community worker bingo. We've had a policeman come in and talk with the kids for a guest speaker. So, you know, when we did community helpers. And so, oh, we had a robot come from a company. Um, so the kids could get to see how robots help our communities and our businesses. And so, you know, we do the book and then we have the book reading where my students will read to um, her students. And then after they read the book and discuss the book and lead them into a conversation about the book, they go right on into whatever activity it is that we've planned. So I was really um, looking forward to it. I didn't quite know you know, how all this was going to work at the beginning. All I knew is that it just came out of nowhere, so that meant it had to be good. <laughs> and it has been a tremendous blessing, not only to me, but to the teachers in the special needs course as in their assistants, as well as every student that's involved in the activities. Um, we've been getting teachers involved, inviting teachers to the fall fair. Our administration is now getting involved. Um, and supporting it and I'm going to be writing a grant um, I've already emailed my uh, chain of command where you have to get permission to write a grant before you write the grant then you have to turn in the forms beforehand just to get that piece approved um, so I'm hoping to get that ball rolling by the end of next week having the grant completely um, put through all of the different channels in order for me to um, be able to hopefully get some um, monetary support to be able to continue to do some of these things, but allow the students to actually have a book library at the end of the year where they would get to take home the books that they read to their buddy. Um, at least they could pick out one book if we wouldn't want to send home every book because we would need them for the next year, um, just let them take home. Like I could get extra books that they could um, choose one book from each. Like I'll have all the themes up there and then they could go and pick a book. So I'm hoping to get children's picture books with the grant. I'm hoping to get money for activities but I understand grants, and they're gonna be looking for things that can be sustainable, like what can, um, what can I use year after year? So that's where the brainstorming comes in, and I want to make sure that what I write, um, it can be you know, something that's creative, something that's functional, that can be um, durable, but that can also, you know, spark the love of literacy between both classes. We did journals on the first day, um, and the journals were so phenomenal from my class that I actually took those journals to our principal, and I said, do you want to read how something like this can begin to break down the walls of students? and that students can see beyond you know, themselves and the social emotional learning realm that we're trying to promote and support in our schools. 
I said, can you please? And he was like, oh, I would love to read them. I need, I need to pick me up today. Is it? So I'm like, well, I've cried, if that tells you anything. And so he read the journals. And he was like, this is fabulous. And I'm like, just imagine this is day one. What is this going to look like at the end of the school year? And so I did the journals as their first point um, of connecting with best buddies. And now, you know, as we're moving through the comments that I hear, yesterday, no, Wednesday, I heard a comment. Um, they looked over at a student and they said, do you think we're going to do Best Buddies tomorrow? And the student was like, oh, yeah, we do it every Thursday. And they looked to me and they were like, are we doing Best Buddies? And I'm like, of course we are, dear. We're going to be there. And the comment was, I love Best Buddies. I love that. And this is the first time that I've heard a positive word from this student. Um, the first positive affirmation statement. And it, it just blessed my heart. And I'm like, this is working. This is working. We're, you know, we're hooking the students into their place here. Um, as ninth graders, it's oftentimes difficult for students um, to find volunteer work and service learning projects and activities to do because it would require transportation. And instead of having my students hook into the public transport systems, have to worry about things in the evening times, I can give them an opportunity for service learning at our school. And nothing can beat that as far as um, building not only all the soft skills that um, can help them in their communication, but just giving them those positive experiences that can also help build up their confidence. So they're taking risk each time that they, you know, participate in any activity now. And I'm starting to notice that the way that students are changing. And I know too that it's not just best buddies, that it's the classroom environment and it's the way that I set up the class and, providing the tutoring two days a week. I mean, I know that I've got a lot of things that are going on that contribute to the success of students. So we can't just say it's one thing. What I can say though, is that I do want to uh, give a shout out to the teachers that work with students with special needs. You guys rock, you guys are amazing. I love each and every one of your, you. I, I love your heart. For this, um, I love how you champion your students, and I love how every day you have to think outside of the box on how to present material in a fun and engaging way, but also connecting it back to your standards and all of the curricular demands that you have, as well as paperwork and testing and um social and emotional it's just so much and and i've lived that world for a long time and i know and just to be able to step in through the door on a thursday it's just a it's a wonderful day and i think that now that they've become leaders in the school that they understand the power of mentoring in a school environment, they're also now consistently coming to be mentored themselves every week 
without me going to the cafeteria and chasing them down anymore. Now they just show up twice a week to receive tutoring from upperclassmen. And they're getting National Math Honor Society students coming who are hanging out with us and they're working. They're, they're, the, all of this just trickles over. And it's that leadership and that mentoring and putting in these pieces to help build up their confidence and to help them take risk that will allow them to open themselves up to receiving help. And that alone is beautiful. Because I have worked with many students in the past who have just not been open to receive. And whatever way, shape, or form that it's happening this year, um, you could say it's a little bit of magic. <laughs> you could say it's a whole lot of prayer. I can tell you that it's a combination of a lot of things, but I believe that Best Buddies Book Club is a huge part of that. So I want to encourage you today to find ways to connect with students with special needs in the schools, to connect with teachers in the schools. Maybe you want to go and give a talk. Maybe you have a special skill that an expertise in an area. Um, teachers that have students with special needs, like for example, they may go out and work um, at Lowe's Foods, or they may be um, working in companies. They need people coming in and teaching them about company skills, soft skills, um, greeting people, doing activities with them that can help them build up their work employable skills. So, so if you guys think outside the box on ways that you can connect with teachers, and then when you go, carry a book and donate the book to the class. Find a children's book and read it. And so yesterday, one of the students was out at a work placement job and my, my student's best buddy wasn't there. And so they said, oh, we've got someone from another class. Um, we'll pull them and they can participate. So she came over and when she came over, she sat down and she kept looking at me and I kept smiling and then she said, I know you. And I said, I know you too. And she said, you had purple hair. I said, I did for fall fair. I wore a wig. And she said, you read me a book about a witch. And I said, yes, I did. She remembered from two weeks ago, <laughs> or last week, that was last week, me dressing up and going in and being silly and using my witch voice. Guys, if you would just love to do that on a special day and come in and be a reader, I would really encourage you. Um, and yes, I'm talking about at the high school level. I'm talking about at the middle school or the elementary school level, whichever you know place in your local community where you could make some connections. I'm challenging you. Maybe you could start a Best Buddies book club. You could do, um, there was one time I saw where it was the coolest idea, um, and now I'm doing it in-house, but it was where professionals out in the, the world of work um, adopted a class and they would read whatever the class was reading for that week or for that unit and then on Fridays they would Skype in to the class 
and just talk about what they were reading. And then they could share their own personal books that they were reading. Um, that is something that you could try to set up um, and start a book club. And that is you working with schools. It would help you, trust me. Not only would it give you the ooshy-gooshy feelings, <laughs> um, it would help you be able to relate more and discuss more with your target audience, if that is your area. Um, but either way, giving back, and, and, uh, and teachers look for all of these opportunities all the time, and we rarely have them. That's why I'm so blessed that I was able to create this little piece um, and be able to provide that inclusion and friendship building um, with peer groups um, in the school. I mean, it's just all the way around. And there's research to back all of this up about service learning, volunteerism. That's what I do my dissertation on. So I know that the research is there. And I know that how it can build well-being. And well-being and health, there's, there's no price tag to that. Talking about giving back, tomorrow we have one day with God. And if you've never heard of Forgiven Ministries, that is something that I could challenge you to do today, is to go online and look up Forgiven Ministries. Um, you can find them on Facebook, you can find them at their website, and you can see um, the organization that I volunteer with. And um, pretty much to sum that up, there are certain Saturdays throughout the year that we travel and we go to different churches that churches open up their homes to this program and they need volunteers so the workers are all volunteer workers um, and then so we travel to times when they have um, places in Raleigh different churches in Raleigh and Durham um, and then we go on and we give our time and um, our hearts to little sweethearts um, and we meet with prisoners and their families and each time that we've done this it has been one a rewarding experience too we're serving the Lord um, and it's just the way that my husband and I volunteer together on something that we're both very passionate about and each time they choose us as child mentors and we, they ask us, you know, what you want to be placed with. So we always put down things that we feel like our strengths, like child mentors, prayer room. My husband is really good at photography, so he puts that down. Um, rope like a runner. Um, but we always get chosen every single time as child mentors. And so when we show up, they assign us children and it can be a single child if the dad or the mom only has one child or it can be an entire um, family of children of brothers and sisters together and this day is a day where the children are able to connect with their fathers or their mothers outside of the prison walls and just to be able to spend time with their incarcerated parent and um, we kind of stick with the kids. We um, serve them. We 
we serve them their lunch and we play with the games with them and we um, you know we're there and it's just an amazing experience and I've cried every single time um, especially um, one year they had me give out the roses um, to the dads to give to their daughters for the daughter um, the dad daughter the father-daughter dance um, I was really that was really hard um, but the more that I do it um, I'm, I don't cry as much <laughs> but I still do and I will tell you at the end of the day all of the names that I have on my t-shirt are of the children that we've served and worked with and there was one year in particular there were two little girls and the little girls were really shy and they stuck by me like glue and I would help them communicate with their dad and you could tell that they had not you know spent a lot of time with their father and um, they were young and when it was time to go they did not want to leave us and they said can you take us home can you take care of us and can we see you we want to be with you and and I knew that the Lord um, you know, when I would say, why do we keep getting a child mentor? <laughs> I was like, Lord, why? And then when, when we can make a child feel loved and accepted in that short amount of time and help them through that and give them a memory that's positive, at least, you know, a positive stamp that with their father and they were hugging their father before their dad left, um, and I'm like, okay, God, you know, this is something that, you know, we want to be able to do forever. And that one prison ministry opportunity led us to another prison ministry opportunity where we do volunteer more. Um, especially my husband, um, our family volunteers in prison ministry now. So, um, and it's because of one day with God. And I pray one day that Lord willing, that the Lord will continue to bless and keep us and sustain us month by month. I always pray for that um, financially. Um, but I pray that he places me in a position where when I do become a full-time author, that I'm able to work within the prison systems and start creative writing courses, um, faith-based creative writing courses for prisoners. So, um, I'm praying for that. I've been praying for that for quite a while. And I will say that the prison ministry, when I first had to choose um, years ago what my dissertation was going to be on, I wanted to talk about chaplaincy and prison ministries. Um, but I was not able to do that. I was told that I did not have that kind of in and there would be a lot of red tape. And I would have to choose a different dissertation topic. If I would have known about Forgiven Ministries, that's the one I would have done. But I had no clue. It was before I even knew my husband and RFA when I was doing all of this work with my dissertation. So the heart has, the heart has always been there for prison ministries. And now I have um, an opportunity to give back in that way. So it's a blessing to me to be able to serve the Lord and a place where the Lord has called me to serve. So if you've never looked at Forgiven Ministries, um, 
you can't get into the schools, um, you can definitely volunteer with Forgiven Ministries. You can also give donations to them. Um, if you want to sponsor Best Buddies Book Club, you just let me know. <laughs> you can do donations with books. Um, so I just want to say, always look for ways that you can give back. And it does not have to be with money. One day with God, we don't give any money. We give our time. We volunteer. With Best Buddies Book Club, I am giving my money because I'm purchasing items each week to be able to, to do the activities. This week wasn't my week. The pumpkin week was the other teachers, but last week we did the fall fair. Um, so yes, I am spending money in that. However, it's for my own students and the other students as well. So if, if you didn't know this by now, teachers often spend our own money in order to support programs in our classes. We don't get the extra money for that. I did get a grant for documentary equipment, which is gonna be super cool because I want my students to create a documentary about this experience um, and be able to share and be able to highlight with other um, schools across the district about starting this at other schools and so I will say that, you know, I have been blessed to receive that and I'm continuing to look for grants to support the program. Um, and so now with saying all of that, I hope that you have a wonderful Friday. The fights are on tonight. What is up, UFC? I've got a homeschool, so I'm gonna miss the prelims. So I'm so we're doing crock pot, so that way I don't have to cook. I can start homeschool early. Hopefully, by me starting it early, I'm going to be able to catch the prelims. Um, so, we're going to be having fight night tonight. So, there's going to be no writing tonight. And yesterday, we had a disaster with my... It took us, oh my gosh, y'all, over two hours at AutoZone last night getting a battery because my battery um, corroded so bad that the, the bolt was like stuck on the connectors and we had to call my son he had to come bring more pliers it took forever and a day thank god my son went back home and cooked a meal for us we had a delicious shrimp spaghetti it was the, it was the bomb it tasted better than olive garden and um a, a dish i used to get olive garden all the time he knocked it out of the park um but it was a crazy night last night and so at 9.30 when I finished homeschooling, I was exhausted. We went to sleep. I went straight to bed. Um, there were no reading activities. There were no writing activities. Nothing. It was gone. <laughs> so, um, so that was a night gone. And uh, tonight we have UFC. And tomorrow we have One Day with God, which is an all-day event. And so I don't quite know how much writing I'm going to be getting in, but... Um, as is life, I will do the best that I can. Um, maybe I can get up. Well, we have to still get up super early. We'll see. All right, guys. I'm just wishing you happy Friday. And you guys have a blessed day. All right, bye. 
Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.